We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You know, Wesley, I love war movies, right? I grew up watching these war movies and doing all these different things. And uh, growing up with my dad in the military, that was just part of life. But one thing I could never get over was seeing the, especially POW camps, the way that people were treated, Mm. um, especially in World War II. But, you know, the thing is, the atrocities that are depicted in film are nothing compared to real life. And, And in real life, especially even today, What's going on in the prison camps in North Korea? Uh, they're they're just they are the true definition of human rights violations. Yeah, they they are Say just absolutely absurd. And one of the things that um, through this Orange Letter campaign, I'll be honest, I didn't know a lot about North Korea uh, other than what you see in the headlines. Sure, right. But because of the Orange Letter campaign that we've been doing, and, and if you're unfamiliar with that, you can read up on that uh, engagemagazine.net. We've got a ton of articles there. Uh, but going through the Orange Letter campaign has made me study the Korean Peninsula, and, and specifically North Korea, Kim Jong-un, um, and the different things that's going on there. And they're atrocious. And we've got Tom Doyle. He is uh, the president of Uncharted. He's also the author of several books, the latest being Standing in the Fire, uh, we're going to post links to all of those, engagemagazine.net slash podcast. But Tom, tell us some of the stories that you're hearing out of North Korea. Oh my gosh, when you think about, it's estimated by our partners, Voice of the Martyrs Korea, that there's about 100,000 believers in North Korea now. And it's outlawed, but 100,000 of them, 30,000 of them are in prison. And to show you how fanatical the leadership is to stamp out Christianity and keep the Bibles from getting in, if someone defects and goes to China, but the North Koreans grab them and bring them back into the country, the first question they're asked is they show them a Bible, and they say this, have you seen this book? Hmm. And if they answer yes, they, they didn't maybe not even open it. If they answer yes, it's a life sentence. Oh, and wow. immediately they go off to a concentration camp. Have you seen this book? And so tremendous suffering, but yet the people's hearts are crying out and privileged to work with those that are in the underground university as we work with BOM Korea. And we met a woman that escaped from North Korea and she was trying to go across the river and she was basically drowning. The current swept her up and she couldn't survive and it was just taking her down the river. She doesn't know God. She doesn't know Jesus. She just yelled out, the one who made me, if you're here, help me, please help me. And a branch breaks off a tree, lands in the water right next to her. <sighs> she hangs on, goes to shore, gets out of North Korea. And some of the first people she meets are believers in Christ that wow. lead her to faith in Jesus. Now, I noticed when, when you began to talk about the, the first story here that you said that uh, Christianity was outlawed. And I've had the privilege as a director of outreach here at AFA and and the social media aspect of Engage, I've had the privilege to meet many, many of our listeners. And one of the questions they would probably ask is, why is it outlaw? Why why would the uh, government be so concerned about a book? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a really good question. It's kind of hard for us to even fathom that. But there used to be a lot of Korean, North Korean believers. In fact, the movement in South Korea of the massive churches, some of the biggest ones in the world, are led by former North Koreans. But when North Korea went communist, the, uh, the Kim family, what they did is they basically took 
Christianity and rebranded it as a worship for the Kim Jong-un family. So it was really just idol worship that it became. So they they took 6,000 Christian hymns and took Jesus and God out and put Kim Jong-il in or Kim Jong-song and the the three that have have been the presidents in the family. And so basically it's, it's a religion to itself. It's called Jutsi. And it's emperor worship. He is God. So anything that rivals that, Christianity, uh, the Bible, uh. is out. Okay. Yeah, and the thing is, there's a lot of historical precedents for that. I mean, look at the very first century of Christianity. Um, yeah. You know, there was there's a, a reason we call it Caesar worship, uh, because mm-hmm. they were, you know, the cult of Caesar. Caesar and, um, and when Christians refused to say Caesar is Lord, and instead they would say Jesus Absolutely. is Lord— um, you know, that was a death sentence to many of them. Uh, and Absolutely. so we we yeah. are standing in the cloud of such great witnesses uh, to to Christ. Now, you mentioned an underground church going on in North Korea and even an in, in underground teaching. What can you tell us about that? Well, we know that there are believers that are privately meeting together. And in fact, if someone wants to track this down, you can go to the Voice of the Martyrs Korea site, and there's actually a, a, a video there that was snuck out of North Korea, and they actually played it on Christian Broadcasting Network, of an underground house church in Korea, in North Korea. In fact, we showed it on the 838 website, and um, and it shows believers meeting, and they have they have the Bible and they are worshiping Jesus, it's small. They have to be careful, because just one false step, and it's not just a prison sentence, it's a life sentence. And so we know this is happening throughout Korea, and the pretty solid estimate from extensive research is about 100,000 believers. So think about that. We have 100,000 brothers and sisters that don't care if they go to jail for life. They want to worship Jesus. That speaks volumes to me. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radios. We have Tom Dole, the president and the founder of Unchartered Ministries, along with his sons that do that ministry. And we have links to all that in our show notes. This week, we are wrapping up the Orange Letter campaign as we are sending our letters into North Korea. And you can do so by going to EngageMagazine.net. And there you will see plenty of links where you can write your own letter to encourage persecuted Christians in North Korea, and it will be translated into their language. How much more tangible of a way can you acknowledge your brothers and sisters in Christ who are experiencing on a day-to-day things that we cannot even possibly sympathize or not even possibly empathize with? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, and again, you're not being nothing else is being asked of you. No, you're like, we're not. We don't want any That's money. Right. We don't want an email. We don't want anything. This is all about you sending a letter. That's the only thing that's asked of you. And uh, if you want more information, EngageMagazine.net. You can click on any of the uh, the articles there. And and one of the things, if you'll check the Facebook page out, Tom, we're gonna I'm gonna look for that video. Um, I may have to email and get you to email that to me. Yeah. Uh, but we definitely need to post that video. Yeah. And and I just want to say because there's probably some some of our listening uh, audience that are listening right now, or maybe have downloaded the podcast and are listening. I just want to. There's probably somebody out there that's a lot like me in the sense that you're thinking. Like you're just overwhelmed by this, and and there's a part of you that don't even want to think that this is actually taking place somewhere. But we need to uh, sober up and 
spend, you know, the minimum of this 15-minute program and, you know, five minutes of your time to acknowledge what's actually going on in other parts of the world is as as disgusting as it can be and as, as hard as it is to swallow, we're going to end this program with some words of encouragement of, of the Christians over there because I know that Tom does have some stories of encouragement. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, Tom, that's one of the things I love about your style of writing uh, is that you can tell a story that on on a level, on a particular level, is really sad, um, you know, especially those that like in Killing Christians where it ends in death, but you never present it as failure. You always mm-hmm. present it as a victory. Yeah. Um, and so tell us some of these stories of, of hope and victory that, that you've heard coming out of North Korea. Amen. And I just sent that to you right now. That's oh, video, great. Okay? <laughs> there yeah, we go. I'm that link email, so I'm trying to do multitask here. But yes, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the Islamic State or the North Korean government. The thought is that they're going to wipe out the Church. They're going to exterminate it. But Jesus said this in Matthew 16, Upon this rock, I will build my Church. And the gates of hell, they're not going to stand against it. And so it doesn't matter if it's a regime or a dictator or a terrorist group. They will not squash the Church. And so even though persecution is hot and heavy, the Church is growing. Koreans are open to Jesus. They're willing to risk. And we are so privileged. One woman got out of Korea, and she was sharing this with us. We had lunch with her. And by the way, guys, I can't wait till we deliver the letters and then come back. we got to do some programs and tell the stories about what the letters did for these people. Absolutely. Can't wait to, can't wait to do that. But she said, She heard about when Koreans were captured in South Korea or China and brought back into the country and tortured in that first question they're asked, have you seen this book? And so for years she thought, what is that book? Mm -hmm. Why is the government so afraid of that book? This book must be more powerful than the government. (laughs) I've got to see this book. And so when she escaped, one of the first things she asked people was, there's this book and this is what it (laughs) looks like. Why are they forbidding that? And a woman said, I know what that book is. It's the Bible. She started to read the scriptures and, of course, immediately came to faith in Christ Hallelujah. and has been training for ministry wow. now. Amen. Well, now let yeah. me ask you a couple of questions real quick. We want to we wanna pray, and TJ's going to mm-hmm. introduce us to that, and I'm going to do so. Help us, give us in just about 30 seconds just a couple quick ways that as our listening, as our people who are listening, driving or listening while they're working out or, or exercising, how, they, how we can pray. Well, you know, first of all, we just really need to pray for the North Korean Christians in their isolation. We need mm-hmm. to pray for them. Can you imagine coming to faith in Christ and only knowing maybe one or two believers, and that's it? And there's such a fear even among their family of sharing that they've come to faith in Christ. So pray for them that in the midst of their isolation, even if they could, if every believer could have just one to meet with, just one person to meet with, that they could pray with, that they could be encouraged. Look how frustrated we can get at times. Look how down we can get. And we have the body of Christ. We can go to church, and nobody cares. Nobody's going to hurt us. Hmm. So let's just pray for them, that okay. God would, would would bring someone to meet with them, to pray with them. That, that would be number one for sure. And, you know, the thing is, everybody always asks, how can I pray 
for persecuted Christians and how can I pray for North Koreans in, in particular? And the thing is, we have uh, some articles up that, that go through how to pray for North Koreans, and we have prayers listed. But, you know, Wesley, I think one of the things that's most encouraging is when we pray together. Mm-hmm. And so, Wesley, yeah. why don't you close out the program and praying for uh, our persecuted brothers and sisters in North Korea? Let's do that. Amen. Father God, thank you so much for Tom Doyle, Father, and his ministry, Father, and all the things that you've uh, gifted him with and the skills you've given him, Father, to be that liaison between us here in America and the North Korean Christians, Father. We just pray for him and his ministry, Lord, that you anoint him and continue to give him perseverance, Father. We just pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ in North Korea, Father, as uh, they as they become new believers and they feel isolated, Father. We just pray, as you have promised us, Lord, that you'll just send your Holy Spirit and fill them, Father, give them your presence, Father. And when they feel like they're alone, Father, I just pray that you would just give them a miracle that reminds them that you're present, Lord, and that you're taking care of them, Lord. Pray you'll bless them, Father. Help us to be more intentional about praying for our Christians who are being persecuted. And thank you for what uh, Orange Letter Campaign means to them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. If you want more information about Orange Letter Campaign, how you can send letters to persecuted Christians in North Korea, uh, you can always go engagemagazine.net. Thanks again to Tom Doyle, president of Uncharted, author of Standing in the Fire. You can find links uh, to all of that at engagemagazine.net, where every day we seek to share truth and apply scripture. See you next week.